Good morning. <laughs> I've been trained to just freeze until the lights come on, right? We've been on camera so much. Uh, thank you so much uh, for coming here. Uh, I'm just so privileged just to uh, be here. It's actually my third year uh, anniversary coming to New Life, if you believe it or not. Yeah, I made it. <laughs> uh, well, I'll be closing out our uh, It's On My Heart series and uh, just really privileged and uh, this week, uh, if I were to be honest, it, it was a little bit of a struggle because I was like, there's so many things on my heart. There's so many things on my heart. Uh, but I, I think I finally landed on something, and that's our passage today. But before we dive in, uh, as promised, I do want to uh, highlight just a few things. Uh, one is that uh, we're going to be beginning a new series next week. It's a vision mission series for the next three weeks. And I'm just really excited because God is doing something new at New Life. Uh, in addition, we are going to three services, but one thing I want to add to Pastor Eric's announcement is that we'll have kids ministry for our first and our second service. And so uh, we're excited. We're not sure what's going to happen exactly, but uh, we are uh, just doing this in faith uh, because more people need to hear uh, the word of God. Amen. Well, uh, I want to ask you to rise if you're able to, and we're going to look at Luke 14, 7 through 14 today. I'm going to be reading from the ESV version. If you want to open up your apps or it'll be on the screen, uh, you can follow along for those of you guys online. If you could rise as well. Uh, I'm going to read this and then I'll end with this is the word of the Lord. You can respond. Thanks be to God. And I'll just say a quick prayer and we'll dive right in. Now he told a parable to those who were invited when he noticed how they chose the places of honor, saying to them, when you are invited by someone to a wedding feast, do not sit down in a place of honor lest someone more distinguished than you be invited by him. And he who invited you both will come and say to you, give your place to the person, and then you will begin with shame to take the lowest place. But when you are invited, go and sit in the lowest place, so that when your host comes, he may say to you, friend, move up higher. Then you will be honored in the presence of all who sit at the table with you. For everyone who exalts himself will be humbled, and he who humbles himself will be exalted. And he said also to the man who had invited him, when you give a dinner or a banquet, do not invite your friends or your brothers or your relatives or rich neighbors, lest they also invite you in return and you be repaid. But when you give a feast, invite the poor, the crippled, the lame, the blind, and you will be blessed because they cannot repay you for you will be repaid at the resurrection of the just. Uh, this is the word of the Lord. Let me pray for us. Uh, God, we ask uh, that you meet us here today, Lord, wherever we are at, from the front to the back of this room, to those tuning in online, may your spirit touch us, Lord Father, in ways that only you can. Be with me as I preach your word, that I can preach it faithfully, Lord Father, that you can be glorified, that you can be magnified, and that we can be changed as your church. Lord, we thank you. We pray in your son's name. Amen. Amen. You guys can be seated. Well, over 10 years ago, I uh, moved to Boston to attend uh, Gordon-Conwell Seminary. It's actually not Boston, but about 30 minutes north in a small town called South Hamilton. Uh, but I actually didn't visit before attending the school. Like, smart idea, right? Uh, but I, I got there, uh, and, you know, I, I shipped everything inside my car, packed it all, and sent it off. My car was running late, and so when I got there, I actually didn't have much. I just had the clothes on my back, some clothes in my bag, like toiletries, some snacks. And so I knew immediately I got to go and get like some basic supplies. Uh, but the thing about Gordon-Conwell is it's in the middle of nowhere. Like people ride horses on the streets. 
Like that's kind of where, it's like it used to be a monastery, uh, but I looked up, okay, where's the nearest uh, grocery store? And it was this store called Stop and Shop, uh, which is like Albertsons or QFC. Uh, and it was about three miles away, which is not too bad. And so I was like, okay, I'm just going to walk this. I got to walk this. Uh, and so I begin my journey. And uh, back then I was dating my wife, uh, Rose. And, and so I, I just called her because I this is going to be a long walk. It's going to be three miles there, three miles back, six miles. So I'm just going to talk to her. And so in the middle of my journey, uh, all of a sudden, this white pickup truck just cuts me off. Tinted windows. No other people around. And I'm, I'm on the phone. I'm like, hey, uh, Rose, you got to hang on a sec. Something's happening. Uh, and this guy walks out with a tank top. And he asks me with a thick accent, do you need a ride? And... You know, I'm, think, I'm a little nervous because this area, uh, they're not very fond of newcomers, uh, if you will. And so I had to just think about it. Like, do I need a ride? Like, should I take this risk? And I, so I took a calculated risk. I said, okay, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to gonna go with this guy. Uh, and so I said, yeah, sure, I'll do that. But hold on one second. And I was like, hey, Rose, if I don't text you back in three minutes, something is wrong. Like, I kid you not, I, I, something is wrong. And so I went in the car. But guess what? This guy's name, his name was Jeremy. He's from the area. And he actually took me to multiple stores. We had lunch together. He gave me recommendations. Uh, and he was just so kind. And, and I, you know, I was asking him, I said, hey, do you just pick up people like normally? Uh, and so he's like, no, no, no. Like nobody walks on the streets. Like if you're walking on the street, like you must be a student. Like you're not from here. Uh, and, and to this day, like I'll never forget it. And it's because he showed me uh, just such hospitality, like such hospitality. And, and that's actually what's been on my heart. And what I want to focus on as we close out this sermon, at sermon series, is hospitality. It's, it's showing kindness. It's showing love to strangers. And I believe it's one of the most important things that we can do to expand the kingdom of God, to be better disciples. And so when you leave today, if you forget everything else, what I want you to remember is we are called to be hospitable as Christians to strangers. Well, let me give you a summary of our passage today. Jesus, he's invited to this dinner, and uh, it's not a dinner he really wants to go to. It's with Pharisees, and it's quite uncomfortable because we all know the Pharisees and Jesus, they don't get along. Uh, but he goes anyway. And uh, Jesus goes to this dinner, and he notices uh, just an interesting thing, he noticed how people are choosing uh, their, their place at the table. And he makes an observation in the form of a parable, which is a little bit unusual. Like, he usually doesn't do this. And I'm going to summarize it in two, uh, kind of two parts. And so this is Kenny's summary. It's not the Bible summary. It's Kenny's summary. Uh, the first part is when you're invited to a wedding feast, don't sit in the place of honor because you might have to give it up. And then shamefully, you get moved back. The second part is when you're putting on a celebration, don't just invite your friends and family. Uh, invite strangers. Invite the poor. Invite, invite the blind. In other words, these two parts is actually talking about hospitality. He, he's saying this is how we can be hospitable. Now, the first point and the first part of hospitality is that we have to be humble. Hospitality is humility if you're taking notes. To be hospitable, you have to be humble. It's synonymous with humility. And now, uh, contrary to belief, humility doesn't come from like a low place. It actually comes from a high place. 
whether that's status or position. And so when Jesus says, hey, if you're in that high position, he says in verse 8, don't sit in a, high, uh, sit in a place of honor. Uh, when you're invited, go sit in the lowest place. And, and at these dinners, uh, you know, unlike today, the dinner tables were actually shaped in a U shape, if you, if you will. And so imagine that I'm, you know, the most honorable guest in this illustration. Uh, but next to me will be the next most honorable and so forth and so forth. So it will be like a U. And, and so what Jesus is saying is uh, sit over there because the people that are considered most honorable, usually uh, somebody wealthy, uh, usually a, a Pharisee. And he's telling the Pharisees, you know, in, in this form of a parable, like don't sit there. You know, it's kind of like this. And, and I don't think this will happen, but it's like this. It's imagine you had these concert tickets uh, or baseball game tickets, front row seats. It's, it's as if, if you took those tickets, you say, hey, I'm gonna just sit in the back, like as far as possible in the nosebeads. Like no one would do that. But what's happening is that's kind of what humility is. You're, 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 you're taking a position that you actually don't deserve. Because if you actually had the nosebleed tickets and you sat there, well, you deserve to sit in the nosebleed tickets. Now, I, I know this is a, a like a physical example, uh, but let me bring it down in more practical terms. Uh, imagine many years ago, for some of you, when you were in the school lunchroom, and you had your group of friends, and you had lunch, and then there's this new kid that came by. Sitting in a, no pl in a low place is actually getting that person, bringing him to your table, or sitting there with him. That's what it means. That's humility. For some of you, Jesus is doing uh, is he's telling the Pharisees this, that they, even though they deserve to be here, like you should, take, you should go take the low seat. That's what hospitality is. That's what humility is. Because if you took the seat that you deserved, that's not hospitality. That's not humility. That's being selfish. Now, Philippians 2, 3 says, do nothing from selfish ambition or conceit, but in humility count others more significant than yourselves. It's putting others before you. Now, there's a second part to hospitality, which is a little bit strange. Uh, verse 10, it says, But when you're invited, go and sit in the lowest place, so that when your host comes, he may say to you, Friend, move up, then you will be honored in the presence of all who sit at the table. Like when you read this, when I read this, uh, I felt that it was like a little bit disingenuous. It seemed like, what he's saying is you have to take this low position knowing that you're going to be, you know, taken to the high position. It's like, oh, I'm going to pay for this meal, but I know you're going you're to pay for that meal. It's kind of like that. Uh, and it seems self-focused, and some commentators actually don't like this parable because of that reason. But that is not what Jesus is saying. And it's because of this. Remember who Jesus is talking to in this passage. He's talking to who? He's talking to the Pharisees. And do you know what the Pharisees loved more than anything else? Anything else. They loved honor and the praise of men. Luke 12, 43 says it like this. For they love the glory that comes from man more than the glory that comes from God. 
They love the glory that came from men more than the glory that came from God. And so when Jesus says this parable, he knows that they're never going to do this. They would give to the poor. They would study the law. They would come to church. They would fast, do all these things, but they would never give up their position of honor. And so what he's saying is, hey, like take that position of honor if you really, or that low position, if you really want honor. And this is similar to a story that we, we heard somewhere else. It's the parable of the rich man. The rich man who wanted to follow Jesus did all these good things, but Jesus says what? Go sell everything and follow me. Now, I, I'm not sure if he meant like sell everything, but what Jesus knew is, hey, you're not going to do this. Like, this is an idol in your life. And so when Jesus says this parable, he's talking to the Pharisees, hey, if you want a position of power before men, then sure, take that seat. You deserve it. But if you want a position of honor and power and, and prestige and all that good stuff before God, like, take that lower seat. Like, this is what it means to be hospitable. But the thing is, hospitality is tremendously uncomfortable. And it's uncomfortable because it requires us to have compassion. And that's my second point is hospitality is compassion. If you uh, look with me at Luke 14, 12 through 13, and this is the second part of this parable, is when you give a dinner or a banquet, do not, do not invite your friends uh, or your brothers or relatives or rich neighbors, lest they also invite you in return and you be repaid. But when you give a feast, invite the poor, the crippled, the lame, the blind. What does this mean? Uh, is this meaning, you know, ex invite the poor, the crippled, the lame, the blind for a dinner like at your house? Uh, when I read that, I was like, no, that would be pretty strange today. Like, wh what is Jesus talking about? Like, if I were to throw a party at my house, is he saying, like, I got to invite strangers? Like, I got to invite people that I don't really know, that are less fortunate? Uh, you know, that's not something that we normally do. So what is Jesus saying? He's saying this. In your life right now, who is somebody that's in need? Who's somebody that's in tremendously in your life right now? Or who's somebody in your life that's in need, but you don't see them? You might not be seeing them. Who's somebody that's blind, crippled, lame, that nobody notices? Because in ancient times, they just walk right past them. You know, it's not easy to, to invite these people into our life. It's not easy to look beyond our own struggles and our own pains, but by opening our eyes wider, we can show that the hospitality, because there's so much great need, and what Jesus is saying is, hey, to be hospitable, we need to have compassion, but it's going to be uncomfortable. They aren't your family. They're not your friends. They're not people you necessarily even get along with. Jesus is saying, show compassion to these types of people. It's a difficult, you know, teaching. Now, for the parents here, uh, I want to give you a challenge. Uh, I want to challenge you by leading by example. You know, we want our kids to be kind, compassionate, to be hospitable. We want them to reach out to other kids, right? 
But in order to, to, to do this, to, to want this, we need to lead and embody this hospitality that Jesus wants in our lives so that our kids can follow by example. You know, I have two kids, and, uh, you know, when they're at recess or when they're at lunch, what I want for them is if they see a kid that has no friends, they're eating by themselves, or they're playing by themselves, what I want for them is to, you know, show them hospitality, be friends with them, eat lunch with them, right? That's what we want as, as parents. And uh, this is something that I talk to uh, my daughter, Piper, about. It's like, hey, Piper, when you see somebody, you got to play with them, like, be nice, you know, eat lunch with them. Uh, you know, that's like the right thing to do. You know, what would Jesus do? Uh, and so, and, and sometimes she does it, sometimes she doesn't. But, you know, I try. Uh, you know, that's what we want as parents. And I challenge you to lead by example. But then there's this other side, uh, this other side that, that I worry about, that I see in my son Henry. And, and it's this, it's I worry if other kids are inviting him to play at recess. I worry about kids being kind to him, uh, even if he's different. And I pray and hope every day that, you know, another kid actually shows him compassion that reaches out to him, that when he's having a hard time, he can't communicate what he's struggling with, that a child extends this hospitality, this, this tremendous amount of compassion towards him in that moment. Because I'll tell you what, that's a powerful thing. That can make an impact on somebody's life that has just a tremendous ripple effect. Now, the third point is this. Hospitality, it's powerful. It's a powerful thing. In Hebrews 13, 2, uh, it says, Do not neglect to show hospitality to strangers, for thereby some have entertained angels unaware. Don't forget to show hospitality. You might entertain angels unaware. Now, this is a reference to Genesis 18, uh, where Abraham and Sarah show hospitality to three strangers, and uh, one of them is actually God, and there's two angels. And, and this is a powerful thing. That's what it's saying. And it's powerful uh, because there's a sacramental quality about it. Now, what's a sacrament? Sacrament is baptism. It's the Lord's Supper. It's, it's actually very common things. It's some juice, Welch's juice, some bread, uh, some water. Uh, it's common stuff. But when the Holy Spirit enters, it becomes powerful. And in the same way, hospitality is something that is actually very common. It's ordinary things. But when it's dedicated to God, it becomes a vehicle for God's power and his grace to come into our lives and into other people's lives. Do you get that? Like, it's common. There's no technique. doesn't require a pastor. It, it requires all of us. We can do it. It's, it's taking somebody out for coffee. It's meeting somebody new and, and just inviting them for lunch. What it's saying is God works powerfully in that. It has the power to entertain angels. Bill Lane, who's a theologian on uh, the book of Hebrews, he says this about this section. He says, for Christians, the expectation is that God will play a significant role in the ordinary exchange between guests and hosts. This expectation lends to hosts a sacramental quality. So church, the question that we should be asking, that you should be asking, is how can I draw God how can I draw people into God's hospitality by the use of my money, time, by the use of my energy? Who in my life 
needs care? Who's lonely? Who are the two to three people that I need to just encourage and reach out to? And it's something that isn't, it's not rocket science. It's something that's so simple. And, and I bet you, if you reflected on your life, there was a tough patch, and there was somebody that reached out to you. Simple words, a lunch. And, and they just had just a tremendous impact on your life. And it's because there's this sacramental quality. Now, these are all things that you can do on a personal level. But from a church leadership standpoint, um, you know, this is something that we're actively trying to do and actively trying to change. You know, early on in the pandemic, uh, you know, we made a shift. We made a shift. This, I remember we, we talked about it. And staff and say, hey, we need to engage, like, every single new, people, new person. Like, we need to do it. We don't know who they are, so we got to find ways where they make themselves known, and we need to engage. Uh, we got to get them coffee. Uh, we got to, you know, go on Zoom, whatever it is. Uh, and the purpose wasn't to, you know, just to, hey, you know, come to our church or anything like that. The purpose was just to care for them. And, and we had these questions. And for some of you, I might have met with you, and, and I, you know, I got the privilege to meet with so many is, is you know, how are you doing? How can I pray for you? How's this pandemic been? How's this season been? And, you know, I met with so many people. Met with so many people. And I'm not good at it. I told my wife, I'm preaching on hospitality. She's like, you're doing what? It's like, yeah, I'm preaching hospitality because, you know, I'm trying. And, 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 and I believe that God uses this to expand his kingdom. He uses it to minister to people. And, and I came away, and I'm still doing this, and I'm still learning. I came away with this, two observations after all these Zoom meetings, number one, you can have some of the most awkward conversations over Zoom. Like some of the most awkward silences and staring contests I've ever had over Zoom. But there's the second part is that God still uses that. He still uses something like that to minister to people. And I've listened to people in our church, even those of you guys sitting here, just struggling. Where is God in my life right now? struggling with fear. I just moved here. Like, what's going to happen with my family? My kids don't have any friends. Like, what are they going to do? Like, are they learning anything during this season? Struggling with depression. And it goes on and on. Struggling with COVID-19. That's still a real thing. They share a family member is sick. They share a family member has died. And, And there is no ulterior motive. It's just to have compassion on them. Because that's what we are called to have a church. Because compassion is just such a powerful thing. And we're not sure like, what the outcome is. We just want to be faithful. But one thing that I did here, and I was so encouraged by this. Uh, we, we asked, we've been asking, you know, new people that come to our church, hey, why, why are you here? Like, what made you stick here? And they just said, yeah, it was the hospitality. And I was like, What? It's like, hospitality. I was like, you know, and I thought about it. I, I thought, hey, Pastor Eric, he's a good preacher, but there's better ones out there. <laughs> like, our worship team, they're pretty good. There's better ones out there. But what we can do, what you can do as a church is be the most hospitable, the most loving, the most caring church here, wherever you are at. And it's through ordinary things. You don't have to be a pastor. You don't have to have a perfect life. You just have to care. 
to be humble enough to reach out over coffee, over tea, whatever it is. And I want to close with this. And I want you to think about this. Ask yourself, who are the broken, who are the blind, who are the weak people in your life? Who are those that need hospitality? And as you're thinking about that, you, know, you might be saying, I'm that person. Like, you don't know, I'm broken. I'm that blind person. I'm struggling. Maybe you just moved here, and, and there's just so many questions. Maybe you're struggling with your kids, not sure what to do next. Maybe you're wondering, where is God in my life right now? He's been quiet for too long. I want to encourage you with this is when Jesus gives this parable, it's actually God who's throwing the party. And what he's saying is, hey, you, you're the blind, you're the lost, but guess what? I'm inviting you to this table. Like, you don't have to have a perfect life. I'm inviting you. And what happens is you're in this low position, but what God does is he takes that and he elevates you into a high position, an honored guest And we want to invite you to this. If you're not a Christian, if you're struggling, if you have questions in your life and you're just, man, where the heck is God? We would love to walk with you. But first, you have to take that step. We don't know who you are online. We don't know who you are. And that's why we provided all these outlets. But we would love for you to experience the joy of Christ. Experience this tremendous hospitality. And there's just, there's really simple ways email us, info at seattlenewlife.org. Text us, baptism, 94090. We say it over and over again because we would love for you to experience Christ. And today I get the privilege of just, we get the privilege of doing communion, which is really just God's hospitality and invitation to us wherever we are at. And so church, I'm just so excited and I joked with Pastor Eric, I'm like, I always get to do communion because you have me preach every, you know, first of the month. But I was like, man, I'm so excited to do this uh, this time around. Like, this is hospitality that God has given to us. And so I invite you there. I just want to give some practical directions. You'll notice uh, on your seats, there is a, uh, the elements right there. And there's actually two layers to it. The first layer is the, the bread. The second layer is uh, the juice. Uh, and so we're going to take these together, and I'll, I'll direct you guys. Uh, if you're not a Christian here, we actually ask that you refrain. Not that we're better than you, uh, but because this is a sacrament uh, that we hold dearly uh, for those that believe in Christ. Uh, but if you're struggling, come, take. This is what it's for. This is the hospitality that God has offered you. first take the the bread hear now these words for I receive from the Lord what I also delivered to you that the Lord Jesus on the night when he was betrayed took bread and when he had given things he broke it he said take eat this is my body which is broken for you the bread of Christ let's all take together In the same way, he took the cup, gave thanks, saying to them, drink from it, all of you, for this is the blood of the new covenant, which is shed for the many for remission of sins. 
Church, the blood of Christ, string together. Let me close this with a word of prayer. Heavenly Father God, we thank you for being the God who has shown us hospitality, Lord. Time and time again, compassion, humility, grace, even when we didn't deserve it, even when we were the ones that were blind, even though we were the ones that that didn't deserve this position, Lord Father, you said you elevated and you lifted us up, Lord Father, into a place of honor, God. Lord, I pray for our church that new life can be marked by its hospitality, by its compassion, by its humility. Because what you say in this word is that it's, it's a powerful thing, God. It entertains angels unaware. So we ask, Lord Father, that, that each and every one of us, as we enter this new school year, this new season, Lord Father, that we be reminded of this truth, Lord. I also pray for those, Lord, that are in this place that are really struggling that identify with those who who are just on the outside, who are broken, the blind, the poor, who identify with the widow, the orphan. God, I pray that you remind them of your love for them. I pray, God, that you bring and surround them with people who can show, Lord Father, who can shine the light, Lord Father, uh, of the light that they've received, Lord God. Remind us of this truth, Lord Father. We thank you. We love you. And we pray in your son's name. Amen. Church, let's all stand together. For giving us that powerful message on hospitality. You know, one of the things that I've been reflecting on personally is this, is that the more and more I meet up with broken people, the more and more I I realize there are not enough pastors in our church Like, I I cannot take that burden on by myself. I cannot take it on even with our staff. There are so many people who are hurting and broken. And friends, we as a church have to be hospitable, ministering to one another in love, grace, and as Pastor Kenny said, compassion. If you care, if you love Jesus, this is a ministry that is in, uh, in task to each and every single one of us. Well, there's a few announcements, church, that I want to highlight before I bring on Pastor Kenny to do the benediction. Uh, the first one is simple. It's, it's for our Haiti and Afghanistan fundraising. Uh, next week will be the last week where we can donate. Uh, and so we are donating to uh, uh, two relief funds, one for Haiti, uh, the earthquake, and then one in Afghanistan for the refugees. And uh, you can go to our missions website, uh, seattlenewlife.org missions, to get more um, uh, information on both but so far we've raised $350 for Haiti not very much church and then we've raised 2476 for Afghanistan uh, the church uh, New Life Fellowship will match that at the end up to $5,000 uh, and so please do consider donating to that cause uh, especially for the Haiti cause we haven't raised that much funds to be honest with you so please consider doing that Uh, Secondly, uh, we have a block party that's coming up on September 12th. Uh, That's our, uh, the start, that's next week. That's our vision series. We're going to kick off our vision series. We're going to have a block party right after the 1130 service. Uh, We're going to have games and prizes and a pie baking competition. So if you can bake pies and you want to enter in, I'm one of the judges. Okay, just don't put any poison in it, all right? (laughs) Um, but, But please do enter into that competition. I would love to judge your pies. I would love to eat a lot. I would love to gain a lot of weight. 
for you. So uh, go ahead and consider that. Uh, we're going to have food trucks here, all this good stuff. So uh, block out that time next week, Sunday, September 12th for our block party. Uh, and then lastly, uh, New Life 101 is continuing starting this week, Saturday. Please, please register. If you call this church your home, if you love Jesus, even if you're just curious about the church, sign up for New Life Fellowship 101. Uh, I would love to tell you more about our church during that time. Well, that is it from me, church. Uh, let me pass it over to Pastor Kenny as he blesses us. Hey, church, we're going to end uh, with a benediction. And if you don't know what benediction is, we just really want to uh, encourage you uh, as you start this new season, as you enter a new week, uh, as you enter a new job, wherever that may be. Uh, and I want to encourage you with this, that we as Christians uh, should be hospitable because Christ himself has been hospitable to us. And so wherever you are at, be encouraged by this good news. Hear now the benediction. May the grace and the love and the joy of Jesus Christ be with you now and forevermore. Amen.